I'm Joe. Nice to meet you, brother. I love watching you grow up. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Touchdown! Is this the And Fernando Tatis Jr. A grand slam. Iguodala. It's funny to hear female talk about routes like. Hosted by Clark and Ethan. It's funny. Hello and welcome to From the Backseat. It is great to have you all here. It is great to have you listening. It's great to have you interacting with our TikToks, which have absolutely just shredded it this week. Have just absolutely crushed it. Uh, today I'm joined by my co-host again. What up, guys? It's Clark here again, the man who won't date a Dodger fan, which apparently to some people is an act of a war crime equivalent. So, but I stand pat. I will not Dodger love. I never will. But I'm back here for you as always. Don't you worry. Uh, so, Clark, I just want to let you know the live stream is working. So we are good. We're live. We are over, live. We're live over on YouTube. We're wow. good. Uh, so this is, this is our first episode uh, doing like a live stream along with it. So if you're interested in being a part of that, Pretty much every Monday, well, today we're doing it on Tuesday. We usually do this on Mondays. Uh, we're going to be doing this at usually around 5.30 Pacific, 6, depends on the day. We'll post it out on our TikTok stories, and we'll tweet it out. We'll put it on Instagram. But just keep up to date on that. We're going to start live streaming these because it's pretty easy to do through this and saves us the time of getting that YouTube video up early because I'm usually kind of behind on those. But let's get into our, our episode. But before we do... I, I just got to thank you guys. We got over 200,000 views on our on our Dodger fan video. Just absolutely insane. That is crazy. And the best part is Clark had an absolute hot take over the text messages. Yeah, we did. Um, this was an exchange back and forth. I, I actually thought that the video was going to uh, not do well. And uh, I, Ethan was like, no, 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 uh, it's going to do fine. And actually, as a matter of fact, uh, I believe the person who really pushed the green button was yeah. uh, Ethan's fiance, Kelly. Yeah. She said, you know what, this go with this one. And thank God no one listened to me. Per you, like, that's what we should do is not listen to Clark when it comes to decision making. So Ethan can wear the crown on that one. So I'm not going to lie, Clark. When you texted me, take it down. I thought you were thinking you were going to get canceled for it. Oh no! I was so that's why I was. Canceled. That's why I was like, "Oh, are you uncomfortable about it?" Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Yeah, so Kelly and I <laughs> thought you were thinking you were going to get canceled, and so we're like, "Oh, I don't think it's that bad." No, I don't think it's bad either to say you wouldn't. No. It was a joke of not wanting to date a Dodger. Yeah. Man. As if you listen to the rest of the podcast, I said immediately mm -hmm. after, "Ah, it's fine as long as she likes baseball." But, but um, going off that point. There are so many people in the comments of that video that do not understand the joke and just like went off and are like, oh, she'd be a five in my book because she probably has a strong personality and like loves baseball. And it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, you just missed the point. That's like, just a joke, sir. Like, ma'am. Come on. Like, it's just a like, joke. Just get a grip. It's not a big deal. But everyone freaked out in some capacity. I yeah, guess, so. but. I mean, and we also have to give you huge thank yous. We also got 50,000 views on a video we posted earlier that day, which was our Arizona Diamondbacks video. Which yeah, is apparently there are people out there who like the Diamondbacks coloring book uniforms that look as if a toddler drew and put the colors in on the line of like a fourth grade coloring book. Yeah, people so. like it, though, for some reason. Well, they should fix that thinking because that's just one of the worst uniforms out there. It's They should be burned. Yeah, they should be gone. Absolutely gone. Be. But they won't be. Uh, so I, if I understand YouTube, right, I think we got somebody watching. So if you're watching, oh please leave us Thank a comment. 
Uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for paying attention. Thanks for I watching. I understand it. YouTube, right? Yeah. If I get it, uh, I'm kind of a boomer nowadays. Uh, but let's get into our actual video, our actual podcast for the day. And I got a ton of shout outs to do. So I first of all, I want to shout out all of you for interacting with the content, getting Clark and I up and over 1,300 followers on TikTok. That's crazy for for like a month in. 200,000 views, 50,000 views. I mean, everywhere. It's just insanity. Our likes number was under 10,000. And my goal was to get to 10,000 by Friday of this week. We hit 23,000 today. That is incredible. That is awesome. I mean, it's so cool that you guys like the content. But I got a couple shout outs that I really got to make. But first, we got an ad. And that's that Divine Sports Gospel. If anyone's a Padres fan here, you've probably seen his content. You've probably, seen, you've probably seen their baseball videos. They do all kind of baseball videos. They're coming on the show on Thursday. So they're going to be joining us, and we're going to be talking some baseball. It's going to be a baseball-only episode. Uh, so that should be super exciting. Clark and I love their content. Uh, Clark has been watching their videos for much longer than I have. So this Yeah, really I mean, cool. for me, I mean, again, as someone who avidly watches every single Padres game and is a, you know, a proponent of Padres Twitter and goes in there and, you know, just scours around, uh, Divine Sports Gospel has, like, been there on the scene from day one. So they're great. Love, cannot wait to have them on this Thursday. Yeah, so that's that's the first thing we got to talk about. Please listen to our episode on Thursday. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so fun for us. Uh, and then next up, I want to shout out some people who stitched us on TikTok. We always encourage for you guys to tell us why our takes suck or why they're good. And so we had three people stitch us for multiple different videos. Uh, the first is Annie O.D. Annie O.D. is also a San Diegan who is a Dodgers fan who put out a hilarious response to our Dodger video about how mm-hmm. Padre fans actually act that way towards Dodger fans and that they'll just block them immediately if they find out. Uh, I laughed at it. I know Clark also enjoyed it. So thanks for stitching Very us. Funny. Uh, we also had Clark Noah slash 806 stitch us on two different videos. Of course, thank you to that. Thanks for responding mm-hmm. to our start bench cuts. Those are such fun videos for us to make. We're actually got a whole new batch of them coming later today. So please stitch those. And then last but certainly not least is Jay Bolted. Jay Bolted uh, responded to our tight ends video with his list, mm-hmm. which was cool. And Solid list. Yeah, so we had a bunch of fun. He also stitched something else. So thank you so much for stitching us, duetting us. Do whatever you got to do. Have fun with our content. It's not perfect. Clark and I make some boneheaded stuff takes but they're all real we all believe them but some of them probably look bad within 20 minutes of us posting oh probably most i mean most people laugh i mean not most i would say it's a pretty even split yeah. of people who think i'm either an idiot or you're an idiot or don't or really agree with us um but it's always great to see the interaction whether it's negative or positive always appreciate it for sure and then last but certainly not least i want to call out some podcasts that we are getting on the show so clark and i are changing our schedule a little bit because we're starting to we're starting to reach out to other podcasts, other creators. We're going to move our scheduled show. We'll have two days a week, and then we'll have pretty much a bonus show every week with a guest. So that won't ever be on a scheduled day. It'll just be when the guest is available. So we got plenty of these podcasts lined up to do more, to have them on, interact with them. So of course, we got Divine Sports Gospel coming on this Thursday, as a reminder. We got Shoot It Straight. We got What's the Checkdown. We got Drew Code Sports Talk, who we've already been on, already interacted yep. with. Um, and then we got Side Door Podcast as well. 
if there's any other podcasts you guys know that you want us to interact with, I'm happy to shoot them DMs, get this stuff going. Uh, Clark and I love having interacting with other creators. Uh, we actually mm-hmm. started a, a group chat with Drew Code Sports Talk. Now we share information back and forth to hopefully make this podcast better based on what they know. So yeah, thank you to you guys. Thank you for everything. Let's get into the show. And today we're not starting with hot takes. We are introducing a new segment. And it's one I thought of off the cup last week, and it turned out to be our most popular video. So we are playing She's a 10 Butt. So Clark, I got five different phrases. She's a 10 Butt. And so what Mm -hmm. you have to do is you have to give about a sentence or so of commentary and a rating. So you can do it in whatever order comes to you first. Like if you think of the number first, give the number. Or if you think of the sentence first, give the sentence. We got five here. Think of them kind of like speed rounds through these. One of them was made by Kelly, and I'm going to admit, I thought it was super funny. So so just get ready. It's our last one. But we're going to start off with, she's a 10, but she thinks Joe Burrow had an historically bad Super Bowl run. (laughs) She's a 10, she thinks that Joe Burrow had a historically bad Super Bowl run? Yep. Um, I would say probably like, of three or a four. Um, Cause I think again, obviously at that point, they won't ever take in any sort of, you know, circumstance in your relationship that you have. Um, they'll never listen to actually any reason. So yes, if you don't, if you don't, if she think Joe Burrow had a generationally bad playoff run, you're a three or a four. She's a three or a four. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. So our next one, she's a 10, but she thinks Juan Rodriguez is the next star of the MLB. Juan Rodriguez, she thinks is the next star of the MLB. Yep. Six. Again, I th- I don't think it's necessarily terrible, but um, you're a fool. You think that in some ways there's better players in front of them. There's Fernando, Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna. There's too many names up there in front. O'Neill Cruz um, coming up. Uh, no, six at best. Sorry, that's just not proper mindset, if that's what we're going with. All right, number three. She's a 10, but she's a Cowboys fan. Oh, uh, God, she's a 10, but she's a Cowboys fan, which probably means she's a Yankees fan, which probably means she's a Lakers fan. So that's probably going to have to be like, again, again, I appreciate the fact that she loves sports, so that's great. However, I could not take the toxic behavior probably that will come along with it. So like a six or a seven. Six or seven for me. You have a much higher. You must really hate Dodger fans then. Well, yes. Yeah, I do. I do. All right. Next up. She's a 10, but she thinks bat flips have no place in the MLB. Zero. (laughs) Zero. That's an immediate zero. If you don't think that to me screams like bad things. If you think bat flips have no place in Major League Baseball, that means you don't enjoy fun. Um, you probably get upset at very random things that would just be uh, arguments would arise constantly. If you don't think bad flips have a spot in major league baseball, it's a zero and I'm throwing up in a bucket after our date. All right. That was pretty good. All right. Now our last one. This one is the one created by Kelly. Of course. She's a 10, but she dated OBJ. She's a 10, but she dated Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, okay. Um, dang, that's bad. Uh, do I know if it happened to her in this scenario? No, you you just got to 
You just got to figure if it out. Laid a Cleveland steamer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, again, uh, I won't. Mm, wow, that's tough. Um, obviously, would have to meet the gal, but just that in the back of the mind would be tough. Uh, so we're gonna go with like a a four. Wow, that's tough. You know, I mean, look again. It's just gonna be in the back of the mind of Odell possibly squatting. <laughs> I think that would be a tough be like, wow, that happened. But again, if it would just have to be, can she confirm whether or not it happened? If a Cleveland steamer occurred, I don't know. No, it's all you, all you know is that she dated Odell. All I know is she dated. Okay, if all I know is that she dated Odell, then probably like an eight. Oh wow. If you, if that's all I knew, I didn't know anything else. If all I knew she dated Odell, I guess. Oh God, maybe seven. <laughs> There's a lot of ways you could go with this. I'm scared to answer this one. I'm sure she's a nice lady, but it would just be hard to overcome to not know whether or not it happened. Yeah. I guess if the relationship progressed far enough, I would know. Yeah, you'd eventually find out, but by that point, it might be too late. You know, Pat. People learn from past relationships, so yeah, it's just maybe a moment of growth. All right, so that is our new segment. She's a 10, but not very long, just kind of quick hitters uh, to get us started because today is our most popular episode, and that is hot Kelly was ripping that one, dude. Why <laughs> Kelly, she up with that? She was watching me write them, and then she was just like, oh, you should do one about Odell. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty funny. Thanks, Kelly. Appreciate that. So she yeah, wanted me to be hot. more explicit about it, and I okay, made it well, a little. You can't be just ripping some ridiculous <laughs> ones out there. That's terrible. I mean, the Odell one's hard enough. I mean, jeez. Oh, I thought that was pretty. Funny. Yeah, I laughed pretty hard. That was. Me. It was very. I'm not saying it's not funny. It's just. Oh, it just makes it so hard. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So that's our new segment. We're gonna be doing that every week. Uh. But let's get into what most people listen to this episode for, and that's Clark's and I hot take. It's pretty much what we're known for at this point. Um, so this week is my week to go first. And this week I have a super hot take and it's one I've been sitting on for pretty much since we started this podcast. And this is going to come off bias since I'm a Chargers fan, but it has to be said. My hot take this week is Patrick Mahomes is the most likely quarterback to top fall out of the top five because of the rising young quarterbacks coming into the league. Now my reasoning. Now, please explain. So, at some point, we have all these young quarterbacks who are fringe top five quarterbacks. And at some point, they got to break into the top five. So, my argument is Patrick Mahomes is the most likely one to fall out. Now, the re- I have plenty of evidence for this reason why. And it's all based on his production last year as he started playing against the two eye scheme. Now, a lot of people say by the end of the year, he figured it out. He was playing better. I would argue. Yes, he was playing better, but it still wasn't good enough. So some stats to rail off. So his yard per game were the lowest of his career. He averaged 280.6. In playing in 17 games, you would think he would throw for higher. Now his passer rating was by far the lowest of his career. He had never been below 105. And last season, his passer rating was 98.5. Now last year, he also had his most career interceptions with 13, with a turnover-worthy play rate of 3% which actually wasn't the highest of his career, but it's still not great. Next, big-time throws were way down. He was only throwing the ball downfield about 3% of the time, when previous seasons he was averaging about 7%. 
So we saw a huge drop when the two high safety look came in, even though he still had Tyreek Hill. Now, most concerning to me, he took the most sacks of his career last year, and this is even averaging if we just did 16 games, even though his offensive line was way better than it was his first three years in the league. He was moving around the pocket more. His pocket presence wasn't as good, even though he had an elite left tackle at Orlando Brown Jr. He had Joe Thune. He had Creed Humphreys. He had great players on his offensive line, but was somehow sacked the most. Another stat, his yards per attempt were down to about 7%, or 7 yards per throw, and before he was averaging about 9 yards per throw. Now, the most anecdotal of the evidence is no Tyreek Hill, so he has no downfield Mm -hmm. weapons, and I know people are going to be like, what about Martez Valding-Scantling? He is not MBS, baby. MBS. (laughs) Yes, he's very fast, but he's no Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill can run pretty much every route in the book. He can still high point the ball. He is my number three receiver in the league. And I know a lot of people aren't aren't that high on him at all. But I think Tyree Kill is very, very good. I think it's a huge loss for that Chiefs offense. Now, the biggest thing that leads me to this is at some point, Joe Burrow is going to have to get into the top five conversation. Justin Herbert is already there. If people don't have him in his top five list, he's usually number six. Then we also have the likes of Lamar Jackson, who's a poor, who's a past MVP who can make the argument to be in the top five. People act like Russell Wilson could also be back in that conversation. I don't know how much I agree with it. Matthew Stafford, another good year, should make that make that jump into top five. Now, we could see Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers retire, although I find that unlucky. I think if either of them stay in the league, neither are dropping out of the top five. Josh Allen, his ascension will continue. He's not falling out. And then all of those young players are only going to go up. So at some point, someone's got to fall out of the top five. And my likely guess is that's Patrick Mahomes. So again, after I said my whole argument, my take is Patrick Mahomes is the most likely quarterback to fall out of the top five. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, why? No. Okay, well, I just don't think he's... Okay, I get it. I get what you're saying. But other guys are just going to go away. I think it's more likely you would see Rodgers fall out of it. I think it'd be more likely, obviously, Brady leaves. So he'll be gone at some point. I would see, again, more likely in my mind that Aaron Rodgers would fall out than Patrick Mahomes would fall out at this point. Really? You think it's... But Aaron Rodgers had two MVP seasons in a row. You think... Yeah, but the Packers are worse now. Same with the Chiefs, though. No, but the Packers, okay, I know the Packers lost Tyree. I'm sorry, the Packers lost Devontae, and the Kansas City lost um, Tyreek Hill. But I still think, in the grand scheme of things, uh, coaching does matter. I think Andy Reid's offense will be better than the Packers' offense. The Packers also can lean more heavily on a running game, so maybe they don't use Rodgers as much this season, and he has a little bit of a down year. And again, who's he really throwing to? At least with the Chiefs, you can name some guys. With the Green Bay at this point, it's Alan Lazard. Wait, so you, your hot take is that Aaron Rodgers? Well, but but what you're saying is, Rodgers in my mind would be more likely to fall out than Mahomes. Okay. In my top five for me. So then, do you think of these young quarterbacks, which one do you think none of them will be able to rise up into the top five? Okay, I, got, I mean, I have to go back and look at my five. I remember having Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, 
And I think and uh, you had Stafford at five, and then Herbert Stafford was six. Five. Lamar, oh no, Burrow Her- was Burrow seven. Burrow at six, and then I Burrow at six. Yeah, far Herbert at six, Burrow at seven, and then Lamar at eight. Yeah. So the way I would see it going in my mind is that you would have, again, in a year or two, we're talking about this. Brady will be gone. His place will be supplanted, moved off to the side. Obviously, it's a bust in Canton for him. Um, I would see. I mean, again, because I think in my mind still uh, it would be Allen or Mahomes at one or two when things dilute. And I think, again, after a year or two, maybe Stafford falls out to like seven and you see Burrow climb into five, Herbert go to three, something like that. I'm sticking with my I still think I I think if we're going to pick one quarterback and I'm just saying for next season. I'm just saying, just that, we, even for next season, you wouldn't see it being Allen before it would be Mahomes. No, because I, Allen showed he showed that he gets better every single year. Mahomes had the old. It, I mean, people don't talk about it, but in his terms, he had a down year. Mahomes had a, a down, down year. year. So if if we're just projecting into next year, off recency bias, Mahomes is the most likely one because he showed regression. Whereas Allen has showed no signs. Rogers has shown no signs. Brady showed no signs. Herbert showed no signs. Burrow showed no signs. All these guys haven't shown any signs of regression. I mean, again, I do, I do get what you're saying. Um, I do. I just think... Uh, oh, and there's one thing I haven't even talked about. The AFC West okay. is so much better than it was before. I mean, yeah, it's going to... defense is going to be all that better? I mean, even if we're not talking deep... I mean, the Chargers defense is better than it was. Just starting there. On paper. On, on paper, paper, but... I mean, adding J.C. Jackson to any defense... Even if you're I saying on paper, it. I mean, it stands to the same thing about Namdi Asamoah back in the day. I mean, yeah, there are plenty of bust signings, but I mean, that Eagles defense, even with Namdi Asamoah on it, when they had their dream team, I mean, they were, they he still got, made he could the have playoffs. That Patriot stigma, man. He could have the Patriot stigma. There's a lot of Patriots players that go for big money and they don't do anything. I mean, he could, but you could say that about any free agent at any time. I mean, at some point, you just got to trust it for what it is. Yeah, I mean, we'll see on the field, but on paper, the AFC West is way stronger than it was last year. Already. No, it is. It's a better division than it was last year, for sure. I will give you that. I just don't know if I would another, say Mahomes Another secondary that's improved is Denver. I mean, we'll Denver's see. Denver's always a good secondary, though. But they don't I have mean, Vic Vangio anymore. Vangio, that's Vangio true. was a big piece. That's true. I, I mean, but Patrick, Patrick Sertain's going to take another step forward, I would assume, and he's going to elevate into an easy top five They still five have corner. a really good save. Justin Simmons is still a very good save. They, I mean, Kareem Jackson's good on the other side. They're a very good defense every year, no matter what. But I do think without Fick Fangio, there will be maybe a little bit of regression. He was a great defensive mind for whatever it was with the shortcomings of the head coach. Well, yeah, I mean, so. he revolutionized. The t- I mean, he created the two-eye safety look. I mean, he's the reason mm. that Mahomes is dealing with this, and he's the reason that Herbert yeah. is and Burrow is. I mean, all these quarterbacks are dealing with this new height. Burrow didn't have an issue with it. No, I mean, but because he's not as big of the, like, mobile out of the pocket, just chuck it downfield kind of quarterback. No. That's what... Well, he, moves, he moves around the pocket. For no, I know, but, what I, better, but you know better. what I mean. Like, Herbert and Mahomes can, and Allen, to another extent, can move out of the pocket and throw it, like, 60 yards down the field. That's really what the two eye safety look is made to stop. It, I it so, yeah. Um, so that's my hot take. It's that I I think Mahomes. If we're gonna pick a quarterback right. to fall out of the top five, I think it's Mahomes. That's my pick. All right. All right. I well, we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see when we're making goes. our list next year, I'm thinking at the end of this year we got to make a big compilation of all of our worst takes and our best takes. 
we got to take some credit. This could be one we could file away. Yeah, this can be one we can file away. We'll see if I'm right. And if I'm right, this could be one of everything you've said so far. This would be the one that I would file away the most. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if if I'm right or wrong. But let's hear your take. Yeah, so mine's a little bit different. Um, While it's kind of good that you did a football one, I held off on doing my football one again. I'm sort of scared. It's not scared to say my football one in some way. I just feel like the uproar that will be caused by my football one will shake a lot of people here. So we're not quite ready to, quite yeah. ready to do that yet. So I stuck with the uh, world of baseball. And uh, I watched the Padres series against the Dodgers this last uh, last weekend. Painful series all the way through. Yeah. And on uh, Sunday, I had to watch for probably the 100th time in my lifetime as a Padres fan, Clayton Kershaw absolutely put the Padres heads in the toilet. And um, I think from watching it, and even though he's older at this point and people continue to point to like, you know, oh, he's not the same guy. The reality is Clayton Kershaw still has like a 2.60 this year. And I know he's not, it's been a little bit injury ridden season, but my conclusion that I'm coming to here, my hot take at this point is that Clayton Kershaw, and again, Dodger fans savor this moment. You can say I wouldn't date a Dodger fan, but in my mind, Clayton Kershaw has become and surpassed and is now the greatest left-handed pitcher in Major League history. Whoa. I think I think from what I've watched, I have watched this guy so much. I know the postseason exists. I wouldn't say he's the best left-handed postseason pitcher because he's not a very good postseason pitcher. He has some blow-up innings in there. But I think all time when you look at it, I know people will be like, what about Warren Spahn? What about Sandy Koufax? What about Randy Johnson? I think he's better than those guys. I truthfully do. I love Randy Johnson as much as the next guy. I think in terms of pure dominance, when Randy was on, good luck. But again, I think a lot of people right now, the consensus number one dude in a lot of people's minds is Sandy Koufax. Uh, Koufax in his career, I want to believe, uh, has a 54 career F4. He has a 1.106 FIP. Both fantastic. Um, both of which Clayton Kershaw has better numbers in currently at as F4 for Clayton Kershaw is 69.17. His uh, whip is better than uh, currently Sandy Koufax at 1.004. And he also has more career strikeouts at 2,670. So I know wins and like complete games are a bigger thing back in the day. And maybe he can't match them on those. But uh, I still think when I watch Clayton Kershaw, He's just, it doesn't seem like he ever goes bad out there and has a bad outing. Plus, if you go back historically, look at his career, he has a season of what you want to Cy Young and an MVP, which is just unheard of for a pitcher. I mean, to have that sort of utter dominance is insane. I think truthfully on that one note, that's probably better than any season that Koufax or Johnson had. I know you can make arguments for both because they had fantastic years. But I think in the culmination of things, when he finally decides to hang up the spikes, but I think there should be some sort of consensus agreement that Clayton Kershaw is your best left-handed pitcher ever in baseball among starters. I mean, one thing you didn't even talk about with Kershaw is he didn't win Cy Young this year. He didn't win MVP, but he had 3,000 strikeouts in a season as well. I know. he's. I mean, it's a different game. Obviously, pitching was different. Strikeouts weren't as much of a factor with Kopax, and that's to say he was a strikeout guy because his numbers are still very solid. But again, I just think... I've watched him so much, and I guess maybe it's a bias in my mind. I didn't get to watch Koufax. I didn't get to watch Randy Johnson as much. You know, I didn't get to watch Warren Spawn. Um, but I just think watching him, the numbers are there. Um, he's got 
lights out stuff. The fastball with the 12 to six curveball is one of the nastiest pitches I've ever seen from him. And you combine that with the white boy slider that just hooks across the whole zone. He's just an absolute dude. And I think people maybe have forgotten a little bit more. And just because, you know, the other names like the Grom and stuff have sort of taken over the world. But I mean, even if you look at it again this year, people are like, oh, this is not a great year for Kershaw. He's a 2.60. He's freaking still the dude for them. I mean, he's not their number one anymore, but I mean, Clayton's been there year in and year out. I think over a lifetime of a career, he's had one of the best, and I would say the best of a left-handed pitcher. Wow. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question, which uh, I know a comment would say. Yes. What about the postseason? Does does that not take away from you? Postseason. Okay. Look, I because th- the postseason argument is this to me. Okay, if we're gonna argue postseason, then what is Mike Trout gonna say? He never gets to the postseason. Do we hold the postseason against a guy like that offensively? Do we hold the postseason against dudes that just didn't simply have good teams to make it? Like Tony Gwynn. Is Tony Gwynn the greatest hitter of all time? Well, I don't know. He didn't make the playoffs at any point. Well, it's because he was a part of a bad franchise. I don't think it always leans on it. I understand Kershaw's numbers aren't great to very good in the playoffs, but he's performed and he finally, I mean, everyone calls it a Mickey Mouse trophy year, but he did have a good season in the postseason during that playoff run. You can't deny that. Everyone had the same circumstance, although it is fun to make the Mickey Mouse joke. Um, I still think that the postseason numbers shouldn't be held as harshly against him as everyone makes it out to be. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with your take. I mean, Clayton Kershaw has just shown utter dominance every single year he's in the league. Yes, he's had yeah, like, injuries. That's the thing. Like, I can't remember Clayton ever having like a down year. Well, has he like has he even ha- ever had a season with above a three zero ERA? Probably he definitely has it above a three zero, but he's ever been like a three seven guy or something like that. I mean, like let me go look at his baseball reference page. He's just insane all the time, and I mean, I feel like those key years. When he won, did he win three Cy Youngs in a row or like three out of four? Yeah, hold on, let me see. Uh, pulling up his baseball reference page if he wants to lose. So he's a three-time Cy Young. He won a triple crown too, so that's yeah. casual. Uh, and three Cy Youngs came uh, three out of four years from 2011 to, uh, what was it, 2014. He's finished Cy Young top five, three, four, three point five five. I mean, that's insane. I mean, even looking, even looking at his stats. I mean, if you go from 2013 to 2017, the highest ERA he had during those years was a 2.31. He had during those seasons, he didn't have a WHIP above one in any of them. I mean, that's insanity. I mean, even last year, like again, which which wasn't a full season, a very good one for Clayton Kershaw. His well, and he has the longevity. He's you can root for him. He's been on the same team his entire career. He's not a player like as much as people like to say that the Dodgers have bought players. They didn't buy Kershaw. They drafted him, rose him up. I mean, the, the guy's just been everything you could possibly ask for in a starting pitcher. I mean, they they they, they, they developed him. I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing is too. I think an underrated part that like I feel like it's I and I never see the Padres do it is like his career home runs per nine innings is less than one. It's point zero at zero point seven. I mean, that's absurd. I mean, he has a K per nine of almost 10. Like that's that's just astonishing. So it's just the utter dominance that he's exuberated through his entire career. In my mind, it's like, again, I hate the Dodgers um, to my bitter core. I truly do. But I can't ignore what has been so great in front of me for my entire life. I would be ignorant to do that. 
So Clark, we we have a comment from Drew Code Sports Talk. They're watching over on okay. YouTube. Appreciate they it. say, but should we wait five years for the Hall of Fame? No, we shouldn't. You should absolutely wait for the Hall of Fame five years. Give me a break. What a stupid thing we would do. No, we're waiting for the Hall of Fame for Clayton. You cannot give him first ballot if you don't want. I don't care. But I would actually be hilarious if they just decided not to. But no, you can't just rush him in immediately because he's the greatest at his one spot. Bozo. Take. Ethan, <laughs> I Jesus. disagree, but I get it. I'm not giving him first ballot immediately. But um, yeah, no, I like I like that that's, take. All right. We're not going to get on that. I like that take. I, I think that's yeah. good. So those Dodger fans out there, again, I won't I won't date you if you're a girl, but um, I'll admit Clayton Kershaw is the best left-handed pitcher of all time. Yeah. So hang uh, on that. I, I think that makes total sense. I mean, Clayton Kershaw has been dominant his entire career. He kind of jump-started this new era of pitchers, honestly. And it's crazy that he just... I mean, he's under one on his home runs per inning, which is insane in this new home run era where the whole goal is analytics and hitting home runs to where he's been able to kind of subside that and not have it plague him his career. I mean, he has the infamous one where he came in as a relief pitcher and gave it up to the nationals. But again, that was Dave Roberts. Just well, what are you gonna do? But Dave happen. Roberts was Those just a happen. bad manager at that point. I don't get what he was doing. I don't get why. Kirsch- yeah. You can't cover up this uh, for a Dave Roberts moment. A Dave Roberts masterclass will always come around at yeah. some point, or should we call it a disaster class? Truthfully, where he goes full galaxy brain and dumps his yeah. pants. But that's, That's Dave, Dave Roberts, Roberts for you. Yeah. Uh, maybe that'll be a hot take some other week. But no, <laughs> I think most hot. people would agree. That would just be a lukewarm, simmering take that Dave Roberts is a bad yeah, postseason manager. That wouldn't be that hot. Maybe the hot take would be that he's really good. Maybe that's what you should do. There would be absolutely nothing to support that. <laughs> well, he won a World Series. I mean, I guess, yeah, but it was almost for his own like incompetence at some points. But he did win one. You're right. He won one. All right. So... Let's get into Start Bench Cut. So we're going to get into Start Bench Cut, which if you've never listened to the show, it's our segment where Clark is asked by me whether he'd start bench cut. Now, these aren't always players. Sometimes they're teams. Sometimes I change the scenario a little bit. I don't know. There was a little confusion on last Always got to I always that. change it up a little bit. There's a little confusion on last week's when I posted the TikTok about MVPs. I was saying, who do you think out of those three players would most likely win MVP? Win not MVP. who is the best. It was who would win MVP. Uh, sorry, that wasn't clear. So I'll try to be clear this week. Again, this is a game that is based off of, I'm going to call it Mary first date kill, where there's three things. You got to... We don't have to explain it like that. You can just leave yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, we got to explain the game a little bit. So start bench cut. It's whether which thing would you start, keep on your, your franchise for forever, which one would you put on the bench, and which one would you get rid of? You have to put them into those boxes. There's no like, I would start all three. All three are great. The whole point is that all three are great. Um, that's how I write them. It wouldn't be fun if they were all easy. Uh, if it's like, oh, what about Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and Ben Roethlisberger? That's not fun for anyone. Yeah. Um, nope. So we're going to get into our start bench cut. Uh, I did it this week where they get progressively harder. I thought that would be more fun that way. So we're going to start off nice. with what I think is the easiest one, but I don't think you'll think is easy. So start bench cut, AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, or DK Metcalf. Okay, that's pretty easy. Okay. Uh, cutting DK Metcalf. Right. I will cut DK Metcalf. I like DK Metcalf a lot, but there is some sort of validity that he is a one-trick pony with a nine route. Um, you know, there are those who slander Debo Samuel saying he is, you know, the, uh, the running back truthfully for San Francisco. Um, 
I actually think my start would probably... Mm, oh, do I want to say it? Oh, no. My start would be... Yeah, I, I got to start Debo. Okay. I'm starting Debo Samuel. I think Debo is probably one of the best Yak guys. I think the number of ways that the 49ers can use him is absolutely ridiculous. Again, I don't know if he's going somewhere else to play alongside some other team. Um, I'm really tempted to say A.J. Brown because I love A.J. Brown. I think his physicality, his speed, the complete package that he possesses a deep threat. I think he's going to be huge for the Philadelphia Eagles offense this year. Um, he's going to help Hurts, I think, take that next step. But I think as a whole, um, yeah, start Debo, bench A.J. Brown, cut D.K. Metcalf. Although I think D.K. Metcalf is actually pretty funny when he goes on podcasts, so that does factor into that. But Would it have been harder if I had made it Deontay Johnson? I was deciding between D.K. Metcalf and Deontay Johnson. Oh, no, I would immediately okay. cut Deontay Johnson. Immediately. All right, so now that we got that out of the way. So there was some news. Yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't really news. It was Bleacher Report put out four projected plays, trades, and two of them had to do with Debo Samuel and DK Metcalf. So I wanted to take this opportunity mm-hmm. to run them by you to say, in the first scenario, if you were the 49ers, would you accept the trade? And then in the second scenario, okay. if you were the Seahawks, would you accept the trade? So okay. you are trade. So I'm saying if I would accept yeah. the so trade, yeah. You are the 49ers. You're trading away Debo Samuel. And you are trading him to the LA Chargers. And what you will get in return oh is a 2023 first round pick and a 2023 fourth round pick. Remind me when Debo's contract is up again. After this season. Okay, and I'm getting a 2022 first round and a 2024. 2023, uh, so next year. So, so both next are next year. year. So basically, and then a first and a fourth is what I'm getting. Yeah, a first and a fourth for next year. Would I do that if I'm the 49ers? No, I think I can get more. Really? You think you could get more than that? Yes. Okay. I what just you... watched the Cleveland Browns give a serial predator for up for three picks. <laughs> yeah. So I'm asking for more. So uh, you can find stupid teams out there. What about the Chargers are dumb enough to do that? What What do you think about the Chargers as trade partners? Does that make any sense to you? Um, I don't really see how it works because I feel like they have their slot position filled. They don't need him going out of the backfield because they have Eckler. I think they have their deep guy in Mike Williams. And I don't know if the Chargers would be willing to give him a ton of money because I know the Herbert contract's coming down the pipe. So truthfully, I know they could restructure and guys will come off the books. But I think for the Chargers, I, as much as a luxury it would be having, it would probably be great. I don't know if it's something that you go with because I don't know if it fits. Well, I I would be worried that they'd be paying three receivers twenty million dollars because they already have Keenan at twenty. They got Mike at twenty. How are you going to pay Debo twenty as well? No, that's saying I don't know if it were. I don't think it'd be like a one year rental and it'd be an expensive one year rental at that rate. I mean, you're giving up a first round pick for a one year rental. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot. All right, so now let's do the Seahawks one. So this is for DK Metcalf. So the Seahawks are trading with the Cleveland Browns. Seahawks get Baker Mayfield, a 2023 second round pick, and a 2023 third. So they're basically getting a second and third plus Baker for DK Metcalf. Would you accept that if you're the Seahawks? No. Baker isn't good. Stop thinking it's ever going to happen. You can find something better and develop it in the draft, I would hope. If you found Russell Wilson once, you can find some other quality quarterback again. Just ride with Drew Locke. Let it suck. Let it be horrible. It's going to sting. It's going to happen. The Bengals did it when they had Andy Dalton there last year, and it was a complete dumpster fire. You're going to hate the whole season. But maybe if you get lucky with this really strong quarterback class, 
you can sign DK to the extension and pair him with a top graded rookie quarterback that you get because you were so bad. Your fans may hate it for the one year. I'm sorry, 12s, but it's a right decision. Don't give up DK. He's a valuable asset to something you can build later on. The rebuilds in the NFL don't take that long if you get the right guy under center. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. Besides, again, Baker, like, okay, if he's good, then how good? I mean, he's not going to be good anyway, but it bores me. I wouldn't want him. I think Drew Locke would almost be better than him. Yeah. I mean, I get it. He's not better than him, but... So, our next one is going over to the NBA. Steph Curry, LeBron James, or Kevin Durant? Oh, gosh. Well, you got to start LeBron. Okay. I got to start. I mean, again, I mean, are we talking right now, actually? Uh, talking right now. So, my idea was we talk right now. That was the okay, idea. Well, that makes it a little bit harder. Um... Yeah, you know, I'm still starting LeBron. I'm sorry, I'm still starting LeBron. Um, KD has been in and out. He's been dealing with stuff. Um, the conversation would be closer in my mind between Steph and LeBron. Um, I still think, and again, maybe this will come off as a minor hot take in itself, I think LeBron James is the greatest basketball player that's ever lived. I think he's better than Michael Jordan in my mind. Um, I know it's a debate out there for some people who think it's not even close, but I think LeBron's my number one. I think when you look at the career of longevity and what he's continued to do, even this past season with the Lakers with a team that wasn't particularly good, LeBron was still LeBron. Uh, Steph, I think, again, I would bench him. I think he's revolutionized the game. I think, again, you saw how great he is. Um, and I think, again, the right now thing is a big part because, again, I, I haven't seen KD play a lot. Um, it didn't work out in Brooklyn. I think, too, when you look at Kevin Durant, like I don't know where he's going to end up, and I don't know what he's going to do and what team and how it's going to work. Um, I certainly don't think it's gonna be Brooklyn at this point. Um, but I think, yeah, that would be my start would be LeBron. My bench would be Steph and my cut would be Durant. I know that probably would surprise a lot of people who say, I don't know ball. That's fine. You can say, I don't know ball. That's okay. But that's what I would go with. Okay. Next up, we're going over to the MLB and this one Mm -hmm. just happened to be happenstance. Again, I didn't know what Clark's hot take was. So this one is a start of the career question. Okay. So, would you take at the start of their career Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, or Clayton Kershaw? Okay, we're cutting Max Scherzer. Okay. Um, we're we're starting Clayton Kershaw and we're benching Justin Verlander. Okay. Um, I think Justin Verlander this year is again in the Cy Young conversation, which is ridiculous for a man who's coming back from a Tommy John. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Justin Verlander has three. Um, no hitters in his career. I'm not quite sure how many Cy Youngs, but he's got multiple. And he's again, an MVP. I can't de- and yeah, so again, and I can't deviate from Clayton Kershaw, who I just called the greatest left-handed pitcher of all time, and can't put him at the start. He's my start. The Verlander thing would be close because if we do talk about postseason, which again I just said you don't really want to consider too much, but Verlander is the better postseason performer between the two. Not particularly close. He had some great years with the old Detroit Tigers back there, and he's had great years with the Astros. Um, I think, yeah, it'd be pretty I think this is not to say Scherzer isn't a great start. Scherzer, Scherzer has been absolutely fantastic, whether it's been in Detroit, whether it's been in Washington, whether it's now been in a Mets uniform. He's had a good start there so far. Um, but I think the greatness of those two in front of him, again, the greatest left-handed pitcher in my mind of all time is going to start. Um, one of the best right-handed pitchers of all time in my mind is going to go ahead and settle the bench, which is tough because I'm a big Verlander guy. And then my cut is going to have to be Scherzer. Okay. Next up, start, oh bench, cut. 
So we're doing another Dynasties question. But okay, this time we're doing it from the NFL. Mm. Start bench cut. The 80s 49ers, the 90s Cowboys, or the 2000s Patriots? Okay, you're starting the 2000s Patriots. Okay, so you're you're starting off with the 2000s Patriots. 2000s Patriots, which I guess extends truthfully to their whole, is this like their whole time with Brady? No, no, I'm just saying up to 2009. So they would have had the perfect season that they didn't win the Super Bowl and they would have what? How many titles? Three rings? They would have had three rings. Three rings. How many Super Bowl appearances? Uh, Four, I think. Did you see the uh, 90s Cowboys? 90s Cowboys. Three Super Bowl rings. And then the yeah. 80s 49ers, which I'm also including their 90s because they won in 1990, but it was in January. So I'm counting that in the 80s. So... They also have three yeah, Super so Bowls. Yeah, so if you were throwing a different Cowboys dynasty, I would have said that. But I will cut the Cowboys. I will bench the 49ers. Wait, what other Cowboys dynasty would have you picked? There's like the 80s and the, like the 80, the old school 80s. And uh, I'm like, I mean, not the 80s, but the old school uh, Steelers and Cowboys teams. Oh, yeah. I picked the Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, that team. No, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll cut them. I will cut those teams. Wow. So who are you starting? Who are you cutting? Or I'm who are you benching? Patriots. I'm benching the 49ers. I will cut the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. All right. That's a good one. All right. So last but not least, this is the one I've been sitting on for a while. And this one I think is fun, but I got to give you context to this one. Okay. So it is. So I'm going to say what it is. You can give your initial reaction. And then I got a bunch of stats I got to read to you because you might not know them off the top of your head. Okay. Gotcha. Go for it. So it is start bench cut. The 20 age of Tom Brady, the 30 age of Tom Brady, and the 40th age of Tom Brady. So during those years, his performances. So Mm -hmm. let's look at the stats. So in his 20s, he had three Super Bowl appearances, three rings, and one NFL MVP. In his 30s, he had four Super Bowl appearances, two rings, and one NFL MVP. In his 40s, he had three Super Bowl appearances, Two rings, one NFL MVP. Now, stats-wise, TDs, he had 147 touchdowns during his 20s. During his 30s, he had 309. During his 40s, he's had 85 so far. Actually, this might be a little late. It might not include last year's Tampa's season, depending on when this, this chart was made. Wins, in his 20s, he had 70. In his 30s, he had 113. In his 40s, he had 36. So I think this is a little old. I don't. I don't. Okay, think I got. Bad. I know what I'm going to say. I know what I'm going to say. I know what I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah, this might shock people. Uh, I'm starting 40s and like late 30s. I guess Tom Brady. That's who I'm starting. Okay. I think what you've seen with Tom Brady in an offense that allows him to be what Tom Brady truthfully probably could have been his whole career when he had like Randy, like the one season Tom Brady had Randy Moss and was allowed to just throw it. That was like what he's been with Tampa Bay this whole time. Tom Brady in Tampa Bay has allowed himself has been allowed to be himself, be the quarterback that he probably he's been great his whole career. But the numbers now stack up with the talent and the, the, the you know the pre play recognition, the ability to you know see what's coming. I think for me, forty year old Tom Brady is when I start. I bench thirty year old Tom Brady because obviously still the great years probably you could argue maybe the prime era for him. And then I'm cutting twenty year old Tom Brady because really when you look at a lot of those numbers, it was more of a game manager feel than anything else. They weren't doing everything to, you know, let him be. They were more constrictive than anything else. They didn't want to make the huge mistake. So yeah, again, 
Brady we're seeing right now, I'm starting because, again, he's played in the MVP level both these times. He's been out of his mind. Um, and, again, it's been basically what he should have been allowed to do this entire time when he was in, Ta- when he was in New England. Um, I will bench the 30s-year-old Brady. Again, Still, don't get me wrong. All of these times he was still great, uh, but still I'll, I'll cut the 20-year-old Brady. Okay. Yeah, I was pretty I, – I thought that one would be a good one. I think that will also get a lot of traction on TikTok. I think that'll no, do pretty we're, well. We're trying to just talk. We're not just doing it for TikTok, obviously. No, we're not doing it for TikTok, but that's also in the back of our heads all the time. I mean, we're well, we're trying to get we're trying to get people to listen. Just to outwardly say it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got to be honest. We're we're being honest. Being no, but honesty, honesty. That's what the podcast is for. We do honesty. This is our here. podcast is honest and stand up. Yeah, this is our podcast. I mean, last people week we, we had two hundred thousand people watch us because you said you'd block the number of a Dodgers fan. I stand by that. I think it's a very reasonable thing. It depends on other parts of the conversation that obviously transpire, but she's like, Oh, I'm a huge Dodgers fan, and you know what? I'm just bleed Dodger blue, and I would just be like, Well, this is just not gonna go well. <laughs> See, like that's not gonna work out, I guess. It just wouldn't. I just know immediately in my mind, like if we watched a game together, if we went to a Dodgers Padres game together, I would just be like, this is hell. This is the deepest circle of hell I could possibly be in. Because I just know the Dodgers would start kicking the Padres teeth in. And I would sit there like when we were at your engagement party and I would just be mad and just staring at the field because it's happened for the 500th time in my life. And she'd be like, oh, why aren't you having such a good time? And I would just be like, I'm leaving. That's what Goodbye. I would do. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Nice knowing you. All right. Is there anything else you want to say before we go? Oh, I don't think I have anything truthfully to add. I think I've uh, made my comments out here today very concise. All right, cool. Well, so this has been our show for the day. Today, we kept it pretty simple. We kept it kind of short yeah. uh, for our standards. We're back to that 45-minute mark, which is kind of nice. It's a nice so, little spot to be at, I think. Quite nice little spot. We've been trying to cut down on our times. But again, uh, our biggest ad, our biggest plug, Divine Sports Talk is going to be on on Thursday. Make sure to listen in. Uh, we're going to live stream it like we did today. So make sure you come into that live stream if you want to ask us questions. As you heard, we live answered a question on the, I guess, air. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, so make sure, to, make sure to rate our podcast. Make sure to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your last podcast. Make sure to give it a five-star rating. Make sure to leave us a review. Remember, if you leave us a review, we'll shout you out at the beginning of the show. Uh, we had no new reviews, so I didn't have anyone shout out. Sad for me. Yeah. Um, yeah and then you out. leave reviews. Huh? Leave those yeah, reviews, seriously. Huh? Leave us reviews. Uh, then we got our TikTok. Make sure to go follow us on TikTok. Make sure to go watch our videos. Make sure to keep loving the content. Comment on everything. Watch it early. How the TikTok algorithm works is if you follow us, you get our videos early. Most of the videos don't hit the For You page for about 30 to two hours after. That's why if you ever see one of our videos randomly blow up and it's been up for like three hours, that's how the that's how the algorithm works. So if you want to see our videos early, uh, make sure to follow. You'll get to see those before everyone else. You'll get early comments. We are better at responding to the earlier comments because we're on TikTok then. Uh, so if you want something responded to, to comment early make sure i see it yeah and for the people asking uh you know why do you comment so much on them why is there like 500 and half of them are yours it's because i will not let it go um <laughs> i will be fully willing to spend my entire day 
just to absolutely get down to the nitty gritty with you people. I will get in the trenches. I don't care how stupid you call me. I have all the time in the world for you people. I will not let it go. Yeah, and if you guys think we make a bad take, you're free to say so, but we will respond to you. We will give our reasoning of why we believe our takes. Like today I was getting flamed for my for my safeties list. Okay, that first of all, that safeties list has been up on the podcast for like two weeks. It's not new information. But apparently you're disrespecting Minka Fitzpatrick, who sucks at being a run defender. Yeah, we didn't disrespect him. I mean, I did admit I'm like Yeah, he was on the top 10. I could have disrespected him more. And all those people that are like, where's Harrison Smith? I'm like, he's okay, old where's now. Where's his and he's wheelchair? not as good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, where's Jamal Adams? Oh, you mean the guy that doesn't pick the ball off ever as a safety who's not good at like one half of his job? There's a reason he's not on the top 10. Yeah, there's a reason Do he's not on the math. list. Uh, so yeah, so make sure to follow us on TikTok. Make sure to like, comment. You want to see those videos early make sure that you're following go follow us on twitter we also launched an instagram those are both backseat pod at backseat underscore pod so make sure to go follow those uh you can find us on youtube that's where we live stream these now so if you want to be a part of the live streams uh just keep up to date on our tiktok that's where we mostly post them as well as our tiktok or our twitter and instagram and yeah if you want to reach us any other way uh the best way is obviously tiktok that's where we're most active that's where we spend most of our time that's where we feel like we're gaining the most traction. So that's the best player to reach us. And if you want us to ever talk about something on the show, feel free yeah. to send us a DM. Feel free to say something in the comments. We'll write it down. Anytime we do one of those top 10 lists, send in your top 10 lists. We used to review those, but we haven't gotten any back to us. Uh, so we are happy to review your top 10 list. Uh, on our next show, obviously we're having Divine Sports Talk on. And then after that, we're on to our top 10. Which we're not going to reserve to, we're not going to go back to positions. We're going to stick on this kind of uniform theme. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but uh, just get ready for that. That's what's coming down the pipeline. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for being a part of the show. Any last words, Clark? Um, no. I mean, if anyone cares, just in case you do, uh, Robert Hassel, the guy who I've pegged as the best Padres prospect, is now number 25 according to Emily Pipeline. So, so I know ball. So, uh, round of applause for Robert Hassel. Congratulations yeah, round on of becoming applause, Robert Hassel. Congrats, number twenty-five prospect in baseball. Keep it up, bud. It'll be fun when you're traded for some player who probably won't turn into anything at the deadline. Congratulations. I'll cut my pinky toe off if that happens. <laughs> uh, you heard it here live first on stream. Oh, live on stream. Yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, so, uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for being a part of the stuff. Uh, thank you. Yeah.